We're going to cover a nice little spiritual discipline today. I mean, being the, the week of uh, Valentine's, I thought that we could talk a little bit about the role of a man in his being a protector. Something that's not commonly pot, you know, thought about as a spiritual discipline, a normal thing that we do. But uh, it is definitely biblical and something that we overlook, I think, from time to time in that role. Um, certainly a man is uniquely equipped to be a protector. If you think about kind of the, the biblical roles of things that God, as he created man and, and gave him this ability of dominion over people and or over the earth and over the animals and over the, um, the growing of the, the, his creation, but he gave him a wife. And from that, his days as a protector began. Now, it's the, the idea of being a protector is not necessarily standing with a menacing look, you know, and having that, that big physicality that says, ooh, look at me, I'm the authoritarian uh, in the protected role, but it's a much more disciplined uh, bigger discipline that we carry because it, it carries a much larger um, area in our life if you think about what that role of protector is because it, it it actually covers a much larger and broader base of the role of a man it doesn't necessarily just pertain to our family but because we're uniquely equipped in the who we are and the innate responses that we have um, it, it goes beyond uh, and, and gets into the society of our life, if you really think about it. I mean, consider this. Consider these numbers. Let's think about, from a military standpoint, in 2018, 84% of our armed forces, men, boots on the ground, are men. In our law enforcement, 87% of those who are engaged in the daily activities in communities, 87% of those are men. And so we have a natural response to being protectors of that. And so what we wanna look at this morning is, what does that look like uh, as a protector? How do those things impact us in different ways, just beyond the menacingness or the authoritarian aspect of who we are and what that looks like? Because there are really great things about being a protector and then there are things that should scare us because of this. As a guy that works often with uh, my, my primary role of, of ministry happens with 10-year-olds through 17-year-olds um, on a daily basis. And each week I get little kids from like fours to eight. And it pains me as both a dad of four daughters, a, a husband... Uh, of a wife and, and this great aspect of ministry that when I open any social media, the first thing that I begin to see are two things recently. One, kids that have either left or have been abducted or kids that are attempted to be abducted. And recently here, there was something posted a couple of days in McKinney over at Tom Thumb. Some guy's knocking on the window of a car of a 14-year-old girl. And my natural instinct, and, and, and hopefully in your mind, you're like, wait a minute, that's, that's like here in our house. The first thing that I begin to think of is, what do I do for my kids? What would I have done had I been in that parking lot seeing this go on? 
And I think we would all have said in our mind, well, I would have stood up. I would have stood up and I would have made sure that little girl was safe. Last summer, I had that, the, the trauma and the experience of that as a, as a dad where my now 18-year-old daughter, who is a special need, suffers from uh, developmental dis, uh, disabilities, made a decision overnight to crawl out a window on a certain Sunday morning and walk 10 miles to a friend's house without saying anything. And when I woke up that morning to go open the door to get her ready for church, and she wasn't there, my natural instincts kicked in. And I began to think, where's my daughter? What do I need to do? I've got to find her. And I, everything stopped, and I became exactly who I needed to be. And we have that in that physical thing. We want to be in the front lines protecting. And when it comes to our family, even much more. God's given us a physical ability of strength to protect our families. One is it brings an assurance of security and comfort. There isn't a man in here, I hope, that if you were upstairs in your bedroom and you heard some rustling downstairs and your wife rolls over and says, honey, something's going on downstairs, that you don't say, well, it's your turn, woman. Well, what's the problem? The problem is I have greater fear of this woman inside of my bed than the one that's downstairs about to burglarize me. It all changes, right? Because who's going to be hurt more? In this moment, I'm going to get, she's going to look at me with those looks. And you know those looks. I beg your pardon. What do we do? We get up. We look for the closest thing to a pipe, baseball back, or reach into the the bedside drawer under our pillow. Some of us have the, the nice uh, Terminator awesomeness. And we pulled out and we walked downstairs and we are prepared to defend our house to the end. And it doesn't matter if we go through the entire struggle and she walks down and smacks a guy and knocks him out. We have been the first line. And that's what we do. That's what we're commanded to do. That's what we're given to do. Because there's no man that is willing to sit and sacrifice his home, his family, without being the protector of it. There's too much given there. There's too much value there. There's too much investment that we have there. John 15, 13 kind of sums that whole thing up when it says, Greater love has no man than he that will lay down his life for his friends. And of course, in the life of a man, that does spread our, or spreads our wings, or should. Because if I'm going to take care of my family, if I don't, then who else will? And I can promise you, if, if, if we don't, you'll know about it. It's definitely something that we know is, is a big deal. If you're down the stairs and you're out there in the middle of those trenches taking care of our family, we know that we are doing what God has commanded us to do. And that is a first thing, as a physical being, as being physically equipped, we are physically equipped to protect our families. In the same way, we are also physically equipped to protect those who can't protect themselves. And too often in today's society, I think it's frowned upon for us to intervene, for men to intervene in ways that we should, and we know we should, especially to people that we don't know. 
But imagine what the respect and the integrity and the character of a man would look like when we take upon that role of protector for those who cannot take care of themselves. And that's one of the calls. It's even, it's even written in James where he talks about who are we to, to care for? What does real true religion look like? Those that we care for the widows and the orphans. And sometimes we don't even realize how many kids are out there in today's society that need a physical male role model because they need somebody to stand in and show them what can a real man do. Rather than run from, we run to, and that's important. We make sure that we take care of our families because we're attentive to the things that are being watched. We take care of the things that are being said, and we take care of the relationships that are happening in and around us. We are protectors of that. Got to put criteria in place. How many of you guys have rules in your home that regard around what we watch on TV or, or what we listen to and stuff? How many of you guys have something like that? What are some examples of the criteria that you've put in place on things that can or cannot be watched? What are some things that you guys have? No MTV. Video killed the radio star. Okay. No Hallmark Channel. You didn't hear the first part of this thing, did you, about going downstairs? You know there's a week kind of dedicated to the Hallmark Channel, right? Hallmark Channel is addictive. Appreciate your masculinity right there. What else? What are some other rules? I mean, listen. We also have to be willing to step in and protect our families emotionally. And we live in a day and age where the things that we watch or the things that we listen to or the things that, that are, are being put into our lives can impact us emotionally. It's definitely something that we have to... Listen, when it comes to, to being that guy that's willing to look and protect. We, we, we see beyond just the physical thing, right? We, we, we are physical, but, but there's an emotional piece of this. And we have to learn how to dance the dance. A lot of times when you get into setting these rules and criteria of things that happen in your house, you've got teenagers or younger kids, or even, even for yourself or for your spouse, those are important things because they help protect how things happen in homes. Too many times, listen, there's a truth here, and I, and I, and I hate to say this, Men and fathers can be the biggest bullies in the home because we try to do things too aggressively to a learning individual. Now, I'm not saying that there's moments that, that we have to be authoritative in such a way that does set a precedence, but too many times there are things that we do that really push the envelope. Same thing for those guys, for, for, for us that are married, for men that are married. We can become too bully. It's my way or the highway. This is the answer. There's no need for you to give a thought or solution. There are too many things we have, and that detracts from our ability to protect our family because it pushes them away from us. It takes and, and turns the idea of God's provisions for us as men to lead because we try way 
too aggressively. There's a difference between trying hard and trying aggressively. But see, Jesus summed it up in the idea of how we protect emotionally in Mark chapter 10, when this, this question of who's first comes up, he says, listen, it's not so among you. Whoever wants to be first will be last. Whoever wants to be greatest will be slave of all. Because the attitude is this, because the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. We are going to protect our families in this attitude of serving them and serving them well. When we come in and we, 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 we think of this greater idea of not just physical protection, but we, we add emotional protection, and you want to see something happen with people in your life, they will watch and follow you beyond anything when they know that you will take care of them emotionally. Because they will trust that you will step in front of the speeding bullet. They, they trust that you're going to protect them from the falling building because they know that you care about them way beyond. It's just Jesus did the same way. He did the same way. He knew, people knew that Jesus was going to not only challenge them emotionally, but he wasn't going to destroy them in a way that made them feel so small. We are called to protect emotionally. We can lead with gentle firmness. And that's something that uh, a friend of mine uh, said to me. He said, you know, he raised several daughters and said, I never took the time to let my anger rule the day, but I led in gentle firmness. And I had to think about that for a minute. I was like, gentle firmness. And so, you know me, I'm just going to go home and try it. And then I, I not only tried it at home, but I tried it in my workplace as my responsibility in managing and leading people. Gentle firmness was something that not only people began to respond to, but we saw more things happen. I saw more conversations with my daughters in gentle firmness than I ever saw with ignoring the problem emotionally or becoming the aggressor. And men, we can learn from that. We can definitely learn from that. So we can protect them physically. We protect them emotionally. A hard one is we protect them from themselves. Now think about that for a minute. In people in your influence, how many times do you see or hear a moment in which you have to think, boy, I should say something about that. I should say something about those things. Why? Because sin will run rampant and when left unchecked will absolutely destroy. As, as you think about it, as a husband and father, there's no one better in the home to help make sure that we protect each other from themselves. We protect our family from themselves. As a, I'm going to protect my children from what they see. I'm going to protect my children from their mom. Because, you know, sometimes that'll happen where the sin of anger will catapult it into such a way that what happens is, you know, the whole thing. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorn by her children. <laughs> Never by us, right? No, who are we kidding? We got to step in and protect them. 
We step in and we, we intervene at that crucial moment to curtail those angers and those harsh words that come out, that can come out from frustrations. We step in and protect the mom from children. There is nothing more important in that moment with you having children, regardless of their age, that if they're saying something or doing things that they ought not, you remind them before she was your mother, she was my wife. And the Bible says that I have a right to protect her. Watch her eyes when you say that to your children. We have a a right to protect people in our lives from themselves. We have the right to call out and engage men in sinful things, when they're doing sinful things, when they're saying sinful things. Protect others from themselves. Because sin running rampant when left unchecked is going to be destructive. We have to see that. We have to protect the integrity and character of a man which is already in constant battle against the way of the world. And I know we've talked about in circles hundreds and hundreds of times about what today's society says about us. That we do too much, that we try too much, that we need to step off and let people be people. The hard feminist movement, not just the normal one, the hard one, says leave me be. Right? Because there's a question that men have had for years about overstepping their boundary and their protective roles in becoming sexual aggressors, becoming harassers. And we as men should step in without question, without fear, in all boldness to protect another man from himself. Companies fall and crater because at the top, men will sell their souls for the sexual pleasure of just a few. And let me tell you something. That's the final thing that we need to protect. We need to protect others from our sin. We've got to be aware. We have to be on top. As a man goes, so goes his family. As a man goes, so goes his business. All you got to do is look a couple of places in the Old Testament. In Joshua chapter 7, right there is a great thing that happens. Joshua sends some, some guys over to Ai to look in protect for battle. They, they, they conquer into Jericho first. And all of a sudden, one guy, Ashan, decides, I'm going to take some stuff that I was told not to take. Takes a robe, takes some silver. I mean, this is just a minor blip. Nobody will miss it. And then he's called on it. And here's what happens. From the sin of a man impacted the country or the nation of Israel. Because they fight in a battle and lose 36 men. Because he plundered from what God had said not to. Then, as the tradition was, not only was he killed, but so was his entire family. As a man goes, so goes his family. And it's impactful when we think about if I don't understand and I don't see 
the fact that my sin can destroy, then you are missing the greatest piece of the things that Jesus talked about when he said, turn away from those things. Run from your sin. Flee to holiness. Get into a beautiful thing where your relationship with God supersedes all the things in your life that will impact and show the indelible character and integrity a godly man will have according to his life in the scripture. We have to be able to protect others from our sins. And the only way to do that is to what? Not sin. But Nathan, the truth is, I'm a man. I have my, my carnal desires. I have those things. Well, you know what? Run to holiness. Now, as the close on that particular piece, you think about, as I run to holiness, will I be protecting others from my sin? Will I be bold enough to protect others from theirs? Will I be the emotional protector that people in my life need me to be? And from that, will that physical presence that I have not just be the menacing presence, but the presence of security and safety and assurance that people in my life need? Not just my family. They are my important. They are, my, they are the most important thing to me. But how awesome it would be for another man to walk up to you and ask you the question, why are you so sure about yourself? Why do you walk with such a boldness and, and, and peace in your life? Why do people draw to you? I'm a protector. That's what I'm called to be. That's what I'm uniquely created to be. What about you? Are there things in your life that you need and you know that, man, I need, am I protecting? Am I the protector? What can I do to sure up this area in my life or to help make sure? Now, walk fine. Let me, let me explain this. Jesus said, be cautious that you're not looking at the speck and removing the plank. Be aware, be intentional, be engaged in understanding what these things look like. We men must walk that line. We must walk well and be encouraged to do so. Here's my thought. As, our, as we as men think about this discipline of protection. It's a simple thought. You can. We often think it's times that I can't be that person. You can. And why do we know this? What biblical passage tells me that I can do these things? It's simple. The Great Commission. Matthew chapter 28. Go, therefore, make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? teach them all that I have commanded. Why? Because if we do that, 
then we have answered the call. Knowing one promise, that Christ is there with us. And if I know that Christ is with me, then I can do anything boldly. I can be the protector that my family needs me to be. I can be the protector that my friends need me to be. I can be the protector that my business needs me to be. I can be the protector that even those that can't defend themselves need me to be. And I can do it knowing that Christ has gone before me. Is that not encouraging? When we protect and we think from a theological standpoint, we think from a doctrinal standpoint, we get out there and we know that we are standing against an evil message. And we do it because we know that Christ has gone before me. So men, let me encourage you. Two words, you can. And as you do, your influence will grow. God will be honored and glorified. And in that day that the name of Jesus will come and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, the Lord will look favorably upon us. I fully believe that. I fully, let's pray. God, you are good. Oftentimes too good to your sinful people. And we are thankful, God, that, that we have a good God. We have a God who looks down upon us and gives us favor and, and gives us an opportunity to be the men that you uniquely created us to be. God, you gave us a message to take to the world, to show a little of your character. So Father, I just pray for every man in this room that, that he takes upon this message and, and applies it into his life in such a way that he becomes the protector that those around need him to be. Father, that you will give him a heart to run away from sinfulness, to put that into holiness in his life. I pray for their families. I pray for every man in their family. I pray that they will protect them well physically, but more than being that authoritative, overbearing, physical individual that they also protect emotionally. God, that they will protect others from themselves, and Lord, that they will protect them, uh, the, those people in their life from themselves. God, I just pray that you'll give us the wisdom and the strength that we need to carry as men of the word to step away from being men of the world and be the encouragement that people need. God, I pray for our church that this, this great opportunity, this great integrity and character movement in these men, God, will catch fire, spread through the, every man in this church that their homes may be impacted and their businesses and their relationships. God, that they will set boundaries and important uh, criteria in their life to make sure that we're walking that road of protection in a way that we are calling on you to lead us, to guide us, and direct us so that we may lead, guide, and direct others. Thank you for being in our lives, and thank you for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.